All right, let's try this. This is the voiceover for movie trailer. Take one. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. You're listening to Trailer Trashed on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, CJ Simonson and Kate Brockman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trailer Trashed, uh, the podcast where trailers get the fair and balanced critique they deserve after a night of drinking. My name is CJ Simonson. I am the music editor over at Merry Go Round Magazine, and I am joined by... I am Kate Brogdon. I am the TV editor at Merry Go Round Magazine. And we are joined by... Uh, my name is Dan Blomquist. I contribute to the uh, Merry Go Round TV section. Yeah. Dan is truly like the like the Atlas statue with like the globe... That's like Dan with the TV section. It's <laughs> way too much for me, but I'll take it. It's true. Dan is Dan has been my long-suffering, most loyal and most prolific contributor for quite a while now. And you know the one thing I'll never forget about you, Dan? The first the first time we met, I think it was at Thomas, our editor-in-chief's graduation party, mm. when we were still crossfader, which is mm. a throwback. Right. Where I, like, mentioned, like, hey, what do you think about writing for the site? And you were, like, so starstruck at the idea, like, oh, I can write for Crossfader? <laughs> and we were all so touched, and it was so pure and wholesome. And here you are at Merry-Go-Round Magazine, and Dan, Dan is always the one that I can bank on if there's, like, some TV shit that, like, somebody, that, like, nobody else has gotten to or fell through the cracks. I'm like... Shit, Dan, can you like write this? And no, he's yeah. like, Yeah, I got it. No question. It was like when we're doing a TV episode, like and I like it was the first person that was like, Oh, Dan's gotta be on because yeah. he's he's he is the T V section in that's, many ways, I feel yeah. like. That's that's too sweet. Spoiler, we're doing a TV episode. It's a TV episode, yeah, that's a good time to, to yeah. say this. Yeah. I'm in my element for a change. Hey, yeah. Well, we're uh we're out of movies, so we can yeah. talk about something that Kate has some familiarity with recently. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. And also happening. we have taken Taking a field trip today, yes. so we're at my apartment as yeah. opposed to CJ's apartment. Yes. So you might hear any manner of unfamiliar noises, up to and including my beautiful son Beans. Yes, he's right there. Who's here? So he might be doing some some meow meows. We'll see. So if you if you hear some, that's why, and uh, you're welcome. We uh, we are doing shots yet again of the same uh, fairly average and kind of gross uh, grapefruit vodka we were uh, swigging before. I really dislike this. It's like every time we like I love doing the podcast, but every time I know that like the shot is coming, it's like when you go to the dentist and you know you're getting a filling. Yeah, it's like that same feeling where it's just like, oh, I have to do the bad thing. Worse than that. Kate is on a wine kick tonight. <laughs> I am. I am drinking a, uh, it's a 2017 Cabernet Sauvignon from Paso Robles, the Fabulist, yeah. which was a, a lovely gift from one of our clients. So thank you. But vodka and wine, never a great combination, especially when this is the first podcast of the night. <laughs> Good thing I didn't get way too drunk in our 
last episode. Yes, 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 yes. Because, or wait, would that be our last episode? I think it may have been two episodes ago by now. Uh, but, yes, it'll be two episodes ago by now. Yeah, so... But uh, it'll be fine. I feel like, uh, you know, I thought about maybe Apology Corner, but no. I have no, no, I have no, re- I have no regrets because I literally don't remember any of it. Own it. I think it's fine. Uh, I'm drinking an <laughs> Angel City IPA, pretty standard stuff. I think Angel City got bought out maybe by, uh, I don't think it's craft beer anymore, but uh, I'm drinking that. Um, and Dan, you were drinking uh, earlier uh, Sierra Nevada. Um my shattered memory recollects, yes. Yeah, some um, kind of like tropical uh, hell's beer? Yeah, something like that. Um, very, very lightweight, so uh, yeah. I'm already really kicking in. I think the shot is... Uh, well, let's get let's put not, me into a state of delirium. Let's not beat around the bush let's here, go. guys. All let's right. just do it. One, two, three. Hey. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. That's not going to stay down. Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus. Okay, who was like, you know what we need to make the aftertaste of vodka better? Grapefruit. That'll yeah. do it. That's why. Yeah, it's a good vodka for perhaps oh. a mixed drink and definitely not for a shot. <laughs> Although oh. vodka, a garbage drink for a shot. So. Alright, perhaps- I'm gonna, I have to cave. I have to have some water after that. Alright, all right, all right. I will set up. Uh, mm. The first TV show we are going to be discussing is Hannah on mm. Amazon. Agents and Airborne's on alert. Escaped asset is extremely dangerous. Trained to kill and engineered to survive at all costs. Her name is Hannah. Bring her in alive. Dan, what are your thoughts on this Hannah trailer? Well, the two things that we saw in the Hannah trailer were first we get a long shot of a nursery with creepy song and then the second thing we get is this dude walking down the street tries to grab this girl and she beats the shit out of him yeah so it's, it's a two-part trailer in that uh when th- this aired during the golden globes and they was kind of a two-piece thing that i guess are two separate trailers um that don't seem to have any kind of tonal uh like uh connection to each other uh, one has like a Karen O song over it. It's very sweet, and then it turns into something very horrifying—the baby <laughs> thing. And then yeah, and then a, a, a small girl beating the shit out of a guy. Wait. So in this first trailer, what happens is there's a nursery, and there's all these babies, and then the baby's gone. Is the, the imp- one baby? Is the gone. one baby is gone. Is the implication <laughs> that the baby got stolen yes. because? Okay, because I thought that oh, the implication no. was that it was like Kung Fu Baby yeah. that like escaped. Oh, yeah, just Beast Mode Baby. Just yeah, like Beast Mode Baby, like the like it's the opening. It's not a Jack Jack situation, I don't think. <laughs> no, not Jack Jack. The opening scene of Kung Pao. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah with the Kung yeah, Fu yeah, Baby yeah, yeah. like fighting. Yeah, born to be great. Yeah. Totally. Because it's like, she was born to kill and, like, trained to kill. So I thought that they, like, oh, fuck, is this, like, a kung fu baby? Right, 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 right. Uh, No, I believe it is. So, Hannah is is based on a a Joe Wright, uh, fuck, I think that's right, a Joe Wright movie um, uh, starring Saoirse Ronan and Kate Blanchett and Eric Bana. Um, with a soundtrack by the Chemical Brothers. Don't know why that's the thing that sticks out to me. Uh, I did not see it. I heard it was very good. I believe it got very good reviews. People uh, like it. It might be based on a prior IP even, maybe a, a, some kind of comic book or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, the premise of that is like Eric Bana has, I don't, 
it's unclear whether or not it is his daughter or not, but they live in the woods and he has trained her to be a, a, a basically a killer, some kind of trained assassin. And her main goal is to take out the Kate Blanchett character. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's like a weird, like, I don't know anything about it beyond, like, I watched the Hannah trailer again a- after years, like, after I watched this. I don't know, though. Like, it, it definitely seems like they st- someone steals her or someone is, uh, trains her to be some kind of, like, yeah, kick-ass woman, and but that's all you know. And I, I don't know how popular the Hannah film was to where like we needed a TV show, or maybe it wasn't popular enough, and that's why Amazon was like, we could we can capitalize on this. Well, Amazon is really good at knowing how to keep their stuff short. Yeah, like, they'll do things like the the very English scandal. Like that was a kick-ass story, but it didn't need to be more than three. Like mm-hmm. it worked as like an hour and a half, and like most of their stuff doesn't go longer than ten, which is you know the standard nowadays. But Hannah does kind of feel like they're. This is their, like, next... Because, like, they built a small staple of things. Like, they have the Jack Ryan show, and they have a couple other... They have Man the High Castle or and, whatever. like, Transparent. Which is kind of coming back, but without so any yeah. other people. Because <laughs> uh, you definitely wanted to watch a bunch of spoiled brats mm. <laughs> in a show called Transparent. Hey, I mean, You're the Worst is good. Good for... Uh, you're the Worst is on FX. I know, but it's another show about spoiled brats. Oh, sure, but, like, this... Yeah, kind of different. <laughs> no okay. one wants to watch just Jay Duplass be shitty. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I'm wrong. That's true. But I don't know. Hannah seems like on paper like super cool and interesting like uh, like IP. Like that's a really good if you're gonna pick a movie that probably was underrepresented in the theaters. This is a good one to turn into a TV show. The ideas for sure there. This is really random. But I used to date a guy who went to Chapman who lived in San Luis Obispo. And what he would do when he would, like, drive home is he would put his laptop in the passenger seat. And he had, like, a charger that would, like, plug into his car port charger thing. And he would play. Yeah, and he would play movies on his laptop. And Hannah was, like, one of the three movies that he would watch. (laughs) Really hate that. Wait, who is that? I don't want to say who it was. I'm not going to say it on the pod. I'll tell you. I'll tell you after. But yeah, so that is literally my like main memory of this movie, Hannah. It, it seems like one of those movies that a guy would have if he only had three movies. <laughs> yeah, like, right? He's got that. He's got like a Stephen King movie, <laughs> and he's got like a war documentary. Like, I forget yeah, like what else life. he used to watch, but the whole thing was like he's like, yeah, I just love like kick-ass women, and me at eighteen was like, wow, what a feminist. <laughs> Anyway, that's all well, I that's as in in the wise words of Forrest Gump, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> well, uh, you know, to, to its credit, I do think that like uh, I think that like these do a really good job of making me think it's a cool looking show. I guess my biggest complaint is like if they're two separate teasers, they don't feel like they're pitching the same show. In that, like one is like a the first one feels highly stylized. And the second one feels more like an actual kind of... I mean, it, it's a little bit stylized, but it feels more like a scene that's been kind of, like, specifically pulled out of the show. I lost interest as soon as Kung Fu Baby was off the table, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Uh, it, it does what a lot of shows with a prior IP do nowadays, which is just sort of depend on people to know the prior IP. Yeah. And, like, you're just supposed to understand the core story to Hannah, see those two things, and be like, oh, she was kidnapped by her dad, who's gonna go train her. And, like, but, like, who knows what Hannah is? Yeah, no, I didn't know that until 20 minutes ago that's such a bizarre ip to bank on people knowing everything about it's not like star wars where it's like 
you're you're kind of like what happened if you don't know at least a little bit about Star Wars? Like if you walk down the street and we're like, what was the movie Hannah about? People would be like, what? No, yeah. that's okay. not even Cersei Ronan's best movie. It's not even like in her top three. Uh, so first, I was right on Joe Wright, so I'm going to high-five myself on that. You were Joe uh, Wright. Got him. Uh, got him. Uh, second, I'll see myself out. <laughs> second is that uh, its domestic total take-in was $40 million, its foreign was 23 So its worldwide box office was only $60 million, which I'm, I would imagine mm-hmm. maybe covered. This was a $30 million production budget. Okay. So it was a, a small hit for Focus, mm-hmm. but like definitely by no stretch like a movie or like a movie that people are talking about also yeah. a very weird movie for someone to be watching in their car <laughs> but like what do i know uh, <laughs> numbers don't lie it's just so cool like strong powerful women yeah. you know like look how like cool and like down with feminism i am oh boy. um yeah i'll watch this i think i i feel like everyone i know likes the movie hannah if they've seen it so i feel like it's a good and honestly like i don't know I feel like I come back to this with remakes a lot. Like, it's like we try and remake or reboot shit, and it tends to be things that people really hold sacred. And probably something like Hannah is the perfect kind of IP, where it's like, people who saw it probably liked it, but no one is calling it their favorite thing of all time. And the potential was always there, and, you know, whatever. Like, that's a good thing Mm -hmm. to try and redo. It's like when they redid Ocean's Eleven in 2001. It's like, Mm. no one was sitting there like, fuck yeah, Ocean's Eleven, like that Rat Pack movie that's like not really all that great. That's why that was a great remake because like it wasn't like Ghostbusters where it's like people actively like love fucking Ghostbusters. So of course they're going to be mad about the idea that it's kind of being taken over. I too love having sexual intercourse with Ghostbusters. Oh boy, yeah, getting blowjobs from the ghosts. Hell yeah. It's a thing. I love receiving blowjobs from ghosts. Shout out to certain spirits. Shout out to certain spirits. Come on the pod. <laughs> that really got CJ, man. Yeah, for like, we're, we for, were, like <laughs> for like the ten people that listen to both of these podcasts, they're no, dying right we now. We were we were just talking about this about how we're like gonna force stirred spirits into being our sister podcast. Check, check out stirred spirits; it's an excellent podcast. It's also, so great, you guys. Kind of on the Merry Go Round Magazine podcast network, but also Basically, not really. It's, it's so good. We're gonna we're we'll we'll see. Come on the pod. So next up, we have Fosse Verdon. Again. Okay, that was the really, really sexy one. I remember that. Hell yeah. That was I'm not the gonna main lie thing to, about it. I'm not gonna lie to you. Don't know whether or not Verdon was the correct way to say that. Am I right? <laughs> I don't either. I know who I legit I know who Bob Fosse is. I, I do don't. not know who Verdon is. Correct. And I'm gonna look it up because I started to look it up when we were watching the trailer again and I did not get very far. Kay. I mean I know that she's like a muse of his, I believe, but yeah. I, I don't know uh much beyond so that. why don't you look it up while i explain I will, who bob yeah. fossey ahead, is very yeah. badly yeah, so yeah. so bob fossey is a very famous choreographer i think i want to say like god i i'm not even gonna guess what year i'm gonna embarrass myself mm-hmm. i'm a very bad former theater kid y'all i'm sorry <laughs> but like anytime you've ever seen a broadway show that's very like the people are kind of like 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 slinking around like cats, like vaudeville type, like shit. vaudeville type shit, and like a lot of like 
swirly wrists and like swivelly hips. And the people who and... stand their arms at like different intervals so it looks like somebody has eight arms. Yeah, like that whole like Vishnu thing. Jazz yeah. hands. Jazz hands, he had that going on. A lot of like, all of Chicago mm. is very Bob Fosse. There's even a whole Bob Fosse number in Hamilton, believe it or not, you fucks. <laughs> you fucking Hamilton people. Because here's the thing. Detour. Here's the thing about Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh he didn't oh make up any of that shit. He's just a very great student of theater. Don't move the microphone away from me, CJ, because I'm starting to yell. There's a lot of yelling. There's a lot of things I have to do in post. I don't want to do them. The room where it happens from Hamilton is a whole Bob Fosse thing. Yes. Like, it's yeah. all Bob Fosse. So Fosse is very, very significant in the Broadway world. Like, all of Chicago is Bob Fosse. Correct. And actually, Gwen uh, Verdon, which I believe I'm saying correctly now, did play Roxy Hart in Chicago and was mm-hmm. nominated for a Best Actress okay. in 1975. So now we know. This is meant to be a biopic then. So Correct. Okay. Yes, this, is, this is this is the Ryan Murphy sequel slash spin-off to Feud. Because originally it yeah. was um Oh uh, shit. I don't know. I remember. Two I have the screener. The the women. Yeah. The two people in feud. Yeah. The women in the um in the what what had happened Betty to Baby Davis and to Baby and, Jane. Uh, yeah. Jo- uh, Betty and uh, Betty and Joan. Betty and Joan. Yeah, Joan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is the follow up to that. So it's like all different feuds. And I heard him on a podcast where he's gonna do like. It's based a on a book called feud. Fosse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Obviously, it's gonna stylist. It's very oh, stylistically yeah. different. But can I say? Yes. This is Ryan Murphy in his element. Shit. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh yeah. This like. Regardless if you know anything about this, if this trailer grabs you at all, just knowing what I know, very cursory about the source material, and knowing Ryan Murphy and what he's about and what he likes, this is going to kick ass. Well, this is 100% like the very... Up until this point, I don't think we've even seen this on, uh, for him, is like this is the 100% combination of the thing he was doing with Glee and the thing he's been doing with the American Horror Story. Yeah! The like this is this could not marriage the two things better and it feels like that. Like, uh, like it definitely feels like Feud. Like, I didn't, I watched nothing more than the pilot of Feud. But, um, but the trailers for Feud, for sure, like, stylistically feel a lot, a lot of zooms, a lot of, like, let's focus in on the very specific elements. You know, we got, we got boobs, we got jazz, we got pills, we got yeah. all the things that Butts are really made. Yeah. Stylistically, it, the first thing I thought of when I saw this, just visually, not knowing anything about the source yeah. material, just seeing the pure visual aspect of it. It reminded me of the HBO show Treme. Yeah, oh yeah, about yeah. New Orleans. Oh, sure, and that, that was the first thing I thought of when Good I saw that. Good visual reference, yeah, yeah, for sure. Just like that sort of culture and that sort of like just raw kind of carnival. I would, feel I would imagine FX wants it to do better and than that. that. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I was going to say, folks, welcome to the TV episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. We are digging it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I love FX for this, honestly. Like, yeah. I think they're the right people to handle this. 100%. Oh, yeah. It feels snappy, um, quite literally. Um, <laughs> I, I also that's, think... a, that's a great um, Bob Fosse, no pun intended, because <laughs> yeah. it, feels, it feels snappy. I, I think like Sam Rockwell is a great kind of guy for this, because Sam Rockwell's another guy. I mean, we talk about how this is a perfect marriage of the things that we really like about Ryan Murphy. Like, I I think watching this, I was like, oh, Sam Rockwell. Like, he's a guy who loves to dance. Like, like I just <laughs> I, I know this about him through watching interviews, through like the fact that he's been in movies where he kind of gets weird moments to like shimmy and cha cha, but he hasn't actually danced dance. And I think like this is someone saying like, 
okay, like we can make this kind of pull. He can kind of look like Bob. Like it's close enough. The, the, the likeness is there. Also, he loves to dance. Let's make it happen. Now, Michelle Williams is a redhead. I really have some questions about. I don't love it. It kind of hurt my feelings a little bit watching it. I was like, who is I was like, who is this? I knew it was Michelle Williams. And then I went back and I was like, nope, don't love it. CJ did have me play this trailer twice. And I yeah. did not know why until just now. Yeah, because I think I, at the end of when I watched it, when it was on the Golden Gloves, I was like, okay, like Michelle Williams. I love her. She's great. She's excellent. Um, I, I don't, I can't think of a bad performance she's ever had. Genuinely. I think she's one of the like probably 15 best actresses of this generation. Um, if not closer to the top five. But that said... 15 is a weirdly specific number. I don't know. Like, you know. It's a good cutoff for lists, though. Like, yeah, it's sure. a listicle number. I mean, yeah. It is. Yeah, I don't know. I, now now you're pinning me in a place where I'm going to have to like make the right. list. Right. Stay, <laughs> stay tuned on MerryGoRoundMagazine.com for CJ's top 15 actresses. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that'll go over really well. Um, <laughs> people won't be mad online about that at all. Uh, but... Her with the red hair, I was like, mm, don't don't love it. Feel like we could have found people that. When was she even in this trailer? It's all so quick that I really couldn't even see anybody except Sam Rockwell. And Sam Rockwell really only in that final moment where yeah, he's like, let's do it yeah. again. Um, no, there's a moment when he's doing like a dance move and there, when there's he's a like, like a second, but he's like looking at a butt. Well, so that's <laughs> why I had you play it twice. Actually, is because I too was Not like because this... you just wanted to like let's look at Michelle Williams again. <laughs> but here's the thing: is like I, I think. I was like, okay, this is mostly a Fosse trailer, like, because of his end moment, because I remembered him a little bit more. But he's also the only man in this trailer. Um, there are plenty of women that kind of make, you know, uh, like, fall back onto the mattress moments, a la, like, a Wedding Crashers or something. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it does feel very, like, Chicago throughout a lot of this. But uh, I, I kind of was like, oh, is that Michelle Williams? Because obviously she's playing second bill, uh, or, you know, or co-headlining, whatever. And... Uh, to this musical and I it just seemed weird that like she wasn't in the trailer and that's why I made you play it again because I was like she definitely is in it and that's why I think the red hair 100% doesn't work for me because I was like what the fuck that's her like I genuinely was like I it doesn't look like her she's been a blonde for so long I just I found myself taken out of it I can't believe this is what you're talking about because this is something I literally did not even notice yeah Yeah. no like nobody would notice but you didn't even notice she was in the trailer so like you're right I feel like that's to my point like Michelle Williams has never been a redhead, and it's very surreal that she is in this movie, in this TV show. CJ, are you anti-redhead? I'm not at all. Love redheads. Shout out to them. I think like when we're recording this pod, like two days ago, it was like National Kiss a Redhead Day or some bullshit. Oh, was but, like, it? That's yeah, nice. yeah. We all missed it. Next year, we'll Damn circle geez. on the calendar. You could maybe pass as a redhead a little bit. That's the most offensive thing anyone's ever said. Uh, <laughs> so no. you are anti-redhead. What a turn! What I just turn. don't want to be one. I don't think. <laughs> Why not, CJ? Because if you have to form a holiday where people kiss you like i don't i don't want to be lumped into that okay, i think i think kiss a redhead day and kick a redhead dan's day. closer to a redhead than i am. you have the same shit as me honestly you have the yeah. brown hair up top and the red irish no, beard on bottom I, i'm a very dirty blonde because you're, you're the yeah, same yeah you are uh, but in 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 in, in, uh, in the winter it goes a little bit more brown. you're also a scotch irish mutt right no like, i'm really. not no i'm very scandinavian same Saying, okay. I think uh, that's the shit. Is like, you then why the did you say My- also? This is a really weird <laughs> it's conversation. <a> twist. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry to bring the race into it. But. It's fine. Here are other things I learned about Gwen Verdon, by the way. Four tones. No, we're gonna keep talking about this. Oh, What's no. your problem with redheads? I don't have any problem. I don't. I just like she doesn't look like a natural redhead. So like watching her on screen. But why do you weird. not want to be a redhead? 
Oh, because I've just always been blonde. I don't know. It's weird for someone to accuse. And also, oh, you people... you identify as a blonde? Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. You I should. So. All right. I should. Oh wow. <laughs> This really is a come to Jesus on the spot, I guess. CJ, let's talk about this. Uh, too much. Uh, also, Bob Fosse was her second husband. Uh, and they were married for 11 years. And so I don't know how long this TV show lasts for, but it might last for all 11 years, I guess. Yeah. If it's a feud. Which a feud is funny for people that are married, I feel like. It feels like the sort of thing that they plan out for like three seasons. But it's just the one. I think it's, it's just, just a limited series, right? It's an anthology. Probably a 10 episode. That's what Brian joint. Murphy does. He's got a yeah, man. He only has right, to do one probably. season of every show he makes, and then yeah. he gets to move on to something else. Hell yeah. Should, yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah, or he makes Glee, and then people hate it. <laughs> or, well, no, he did Nip, Nip Tuck for a super long time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I didn't watch Nip, Nip Tuck. No. But, uh, Me either. But people really like that show. People right. like it. People, people like, like it. People like Glee too, up to a point, and then no. Um, that's people like American Horror Story. Do they? They have I a fandom. Like... They have a fandom that I would say is akin to like Supernatural or Doctor Who. Yes. Everybody loves internet based well, fandoms. I think, I think there are more people that hate watch American Horror Story though, <laughs> at this point than actually like watch it, watch it. The more people like, I feel like people watched Hotel and then after that, I have not heard a single word about American Horror Story since. Yeah. Mm, fair. And I only watched Murder House, which was dope. Because then, after I watched Murder House, which was season one, yeah. which was great, I watched Watch it all in one. one day. It was crazy, and then like well, because Connie Britton, shout out a redhead who I love. <laughs> <laughs> We're pro redhead on Trailer Trash. Oh boy, if you're a redhead, come on the pod. Come on the pod. Know. One of my best friends is a redhead. He yeah. could come on the pod. They can come on. He could come on. Yeah, any yeah. redhead. I, any I'm redhead. Not, if you're a redhead. Message CJ why he should not hate redheads. Oh my god! One of my best friends growing up was a redhead. It's not. Oh, are you saying that you have redhead friends, CJ? So you can't be anti-redhead. This is for sure gonna get me messages. Like, at first, I was like, this pod's fun. Like, none of my friends listen to it. And now I have enough friends to listen to it that I'm for sure going to get people being like, yo, I'm a fucking redhead. Or like, yo, what about our friend so-and-so? And Dude, have awesome. you been getting, like, angry messages about this podcast? I will be so excited when we get our first angry message about this podcast. I haven't gotten any angry messages, but also you refused to say someone that was living in their car earlier. So, like, that could have gone <laughs> to one person, at least. Wait, what? Oh, no, he wasn't living in his oh, car. He no, was... he just had a long commute from our college to where he lived. I thought he was living in That's no! slander. That's going to get us in trouble. No, 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 no. Look, if you're that guy, come on the pod. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Come on the pod. If you're listening to this, Damn. you know who you are. Come on the fucking pod. I don't give a fuck. Committed. Come to my fucking house. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm having more wine. Anyway, it's time for the rapid fire portion of this podcast. Time for the rapid fire portion that starts right now. No. Um, first up, let's talk about Miracle Workers. This looks fun! Yeah, it's going to be good. I feel like everybody's going to compare it to The Good Place and it's not going to measure up, but... That's my thought exactly. But yeah. also limited series, so it has a lot more to theorize. I feel like that's the best thing for this. Uh, I feel like the idea that like it could stretch, uh, which is true of The Good Place too, I think. Like On paper, The Good Place should not last for more than like a season. No, and the fact that they're they... still doing very well in season three is a testament to the writing. But uh, Dan seems okay. like he's holding something back. A few other things, too. Like, sure. nobody's I like... have not seen any of The Good Place. It's very good. It's good like... Good <laughs> Place? Yeah, yeah. 
it's, you know, nobody did, like, comedies about philosophy right. before, like, this era. Like, just so directly, like, appealing to, like, these weird higher moral teachings and, like, condensing them into, like, a comedy that, like, gets memed and gift and shit. Right. Like, yeah. Because, like, it's on network television. It's a highly viral series. Yeah. Like, it's something that does numbers online. Like It's got a cast that was able to leverage its two stars in a way where it made the other three leads also incredibly famous. Yeah. Uh, which I think is, like, something that a lot of shows kind of fail to do. Um, this seems... You're right. Like, it is very good place-ish. It's... it's I mean, everybody was waiting for the copycats. Like, for sure. It, this, it's been a long time coming. I disagree here. Because this is executive produced by Simon Rich. Yes. Who did Man Seeking Woman. Shout out. We talked about it two pods ago. Oh, did we? We did. For, yeah. Is we that the episode about... I don't remember? Oh, uh, no. We ta- <laughs> sorry. We talked about it last episode. Yeah. We talked about Jay Personnel for a while. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah. Love that show. One mm-hmm. of my favorite shows ever. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that Simon... This... this When you know that it's Simon Rich... Yes. It makes more sense and doesn't feel as much like a ripoff of The Good Place. Yeah. So so the, the quick overview of this show is that it stars Steve Buscemi and Daniel Radcliffe. And Steve Buscemi... It literally says at one point, Steve Buscemi is God. Mm-hmm. Which is both hilarious because in <laughs> lots of ways, yes. But also in <laughs> very literal ways, also yes. Um, and yeah, so he plays, he plays God and Daniel Radcliffe plays an angel and there, he kind of has a team around him of people who are, uh, heaven Inc. is, is what it's called. And God has become very, uh, disenfranchised with the, the pleas of the world, uh, or our world specifically. And so he's kind of, he's ready for his next big thing. Yes. They make it like, they put him into an oddly narrow archetype, I think. Yeah. I mean, kind of like a stoner hippie, like... Yeah, he's, like, like kind shredded, of a drunk, like, maybe. acid yeah. guitar, like... He, he's... like, pops up in a beer and just watches, like, a thousand TVs, but he seems very bored by Yeah, and he well, plays, he's watching like, the news. Yeah. He's, he pops up in a beer and he's watching the news, like... What's well, the news, but also a... other people's lives, I think. Yeah, right? on, like, a hundred... Yeah. On, like, a hundred yeah. TVs, and then he turns it off and he just goes, like... <sighs> and takes like a big sip of beer and we're like ha ha hashtag me I did write down God is an alcoholic <laughs> cause I, mean, I just thought that was funny he's gotta be right I mean look around but I, I you know what the, it made me think is now I'm knowing that it's a limited series so probably like an 8 to 10 episode to 13 episode run I don't really know probably I, 8 I, probably 8 uh, I, I, I kind of was curious cause like it frames the whole thing in a way where it's very centric on the Daniel Radcliffe character and the team he creates, he basically is an angel that is supposed to answer prayers. And so uh, I, I don't know the actress's name. I, she doesn't seem familiar. I mean, I don't know either, okay. but the thing that that answered prayers thing, like it just sort of like triggered my flight or fight response because it reminded me of God friended me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like yeah. that's another thing that like <laughs> just happens and like, Dan, are you I, okay? I was made to watch a few episodes of that, and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it just... Dan, yeah, we have we, we, have we talked ask. about your job? Yeah, Dan, give us the 30-second overview of what you do. You don't have to be okay. specific, but yeah, tell yeah, us, yeah. like, generally your job. I, I caption... Dan both writes about TV, but he also works in TV. I, I am a caption editor for uh, a rather large caption company. It's... Uh, no, I'd rather not mention it by name. I, I don't. I don't to. actually yeah. know the In nature. Fact, please don't. Sure, but you know, I, I do a lot of like you know large sales ske- 
large scale series, I'm not a good drummer. <laughs> <laughs> That's and okay. Like, Clearly, I'm just, not either. You know, a lot of you know stuff that gets seen by a lot of people, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's so he knows I, TV inside I said, I, and out. I said earlier it's a, it's essentially like being the giver. Like I get all yeah. of the memories and it's mostly shit. And yeah. it just you know some there's some good days, but it's a lot of this. Miracle Workers is watchable. I think. Oh, my son is trying to get to his water. <laughs> Mister Man, he's very good. Miracle wor- Workers, I think, is watchable. I'm, I might. Don't you dare cut that. It'll get cut. (laughs) (laughs) Miracle Workers is watchable. If it gets online, like, if it gets online in a really convenient way, I'll watch it. But, like, I don't know if I'll, like, go to the TBS website or whatever. You know what? I think I I might for Simon Rich. Because Man Seeking Woman is just so great. Mm -hmm. And it makes me so happy. And this, I think that... I think that the comparisons to The Good Place are mostly coming from the trailer because I think that that's what they're going to try to use to suck people in, but it feels so organically Simon Rich and what he's about and that weird brain that he has. I feel like the show isn't going to be that similar. What I I was going to say is I I do think this seems like a show that like, even though it pitches Steve Buscemi fairly hard in this trailer, I can totally see this being like he's not actually in this yeah. show. Very yeah, much. and yeah, Daniel like, like we just is doing saw work Steve in this Buscemi. trailer. His physical comedy is quite something. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'm so happy like, for him. I don't feel like I've ever seen him do physical comedy in any kind of meaningful way, other than I guess moments in Harry Potter. Yeah, and, and moments in Swiss Army Man. But uh, I don't know. If Swiss Army Man yeah. is literally all physical comedy. Yeah, that's kind right? of a tour de force of physical comedy. But like not in in conventional ways. This is yeah. like yeah. him like I have to like jump on this bomb or like stop this thing. Like it's ways where you're like oh like this is like traditional sitcom. Yeah. So um, what I would say is that I do think like Simon Rich probably operates a lot like Michael Schur, uh, who did The Good Place and Parks and Rec and The Office and stuff. Where I I think that like. He probably would operate best. You're right. Like, if this finds its way online, this would do very well. Because I think that that would have been true of Man Seeking Woman had it had more opportunity on a Netflix or a bigger platform. I think that that show would probably still be on FX right now. And FX is really bad about putting their things on the internet. So it's not there. Four seasons. Was it four seasons or three seasons? Three. Three seasons kind of felt right, though. It, like, wrapped up nicely. Wrapped up nicely, but you knew there were so many more ideas that were left on the cutter. Like, I think this will do well a year from now if it makes it to Netflix. Just like The Good Place. The Good Place didn't blow up until it made it to Netflix. For sure. And, like, it's, it's just the same same deal. That's not, not true. That, I not will... to say that they're not doing their own thing. I agree with you with that. They're, like, there will be, you know, a lot of originality to it, I think. But I also think that, I don't know, it might play itself out a little faster than we wanted to. I will give a shout out to contributor Ian Campbell for calling The Good Place in like the first hour. He watched it like the first week it came out and reviewed it in a roundup or something. I don't even think we were doing roundups at that point, but he wrote a review about it and he said, yeah, yeah, this is like the new great show Mm. right when it came out. So kudos. All right, let's jump into Weird Cities. Uh, this is the Jordan Peele show um, that has a bunch of people, including Stephen Yen and Michael Sarah and weirdly LeVar Burton. 
Um, and I think it looks good. This is a YouTube original, which I think got some gasps when we watched the trailer. I feel like we all have opinions on what YouTube original <laughs> well, here's is the thing. and means. YouTube original, until very, 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 very recently, was behind a paywall as YouTube Red. Yes. Recently, they have said, okay, we're going to make all of our originals just like available on YouTube. Correct. We're going to keep all the development that we currently have, but we're not taking any more new stuff. So now it's all just like free television that okay. YouTube is doing because nobody wanted to pay for YouTube Red because yeah. why the fuck would you pay yeah, for YouTube? Well, also was... YouTube Red seemed like it was attempting to leverage like their stars, which seemed like a kind of a messy way to go about that. And it sucks because I love the Game Grumps so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, indescribably much. Yeah. Like, it recently came out on Instagram that Danny Sexbang has a girlfriend and I, like, felt weird. That's a weir- person's name? Yes. And I, like, felt weird about it. Is that his real name? No. His real name <laughs> is Dan Avidan because he's a member of Ninja Sex Party in which his name is Nin- is Danny Sexbang and he performs with Ninja Brian. I'm so much drunker after you talking about that. <laughs> I love him so much. He is my sweet babu and it was recently revealed on Instagram that he has a real-life girlfriend and I felt weird about it and I feel even weirder that I feel weird about it. Mm-hmm. So that's how much I love them and I could not watch their YouTube original series that they did. Okay. To be clear, when we logged on to YouTube on the Xbox here to watch the trailers, every single video in the recommended section was Game Grumps. No, like leave us alone! Yep, nope, that's true. 100%. <laughs> First, I was like real pissed that Dan revealed a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. They don't need to know it's on an Xbox. They didn't need to know that it was on For the one, TV. It's but not also, an, it's right, not an it's Xbox. Correct. It's a PS4. Okay, well. There was an Xbox controller on the table. I feel bad. There was an Xbox controller on the table because Steven insisted on finding a way to play the original Dante's Inferno, which like is a whole separate thing that I can't even we'll begin get to get into. We'll get into it in a different pod. But, because if um, I start talking... Not, Dan's because... not wrong. I'm glad he pulled, he pulled back the curtain in the correct way, and it was nothing but those videos. Because here's what happened. I started a Game Bros video, and then I fell asleep. And then like 20 of them played while I was passed out on the couch because I'm so tired, you guys. Uh-huh. But we do watch a lot of Game Grumps in this house, and I don't care. I love them both. I've been following Ego Raptors since I was in like middle school. Weird cities looks weird, and I don't, I don't yeah. understand fully oh, fuck. what the actual. Oh fuck! That's what we were talking about. Right. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. There was a point to the conversation. Uh, I feel like. It's an anthology. It has a lot of the big stars. Ed O'Neill is also in it. Uh, I think uh, a, a bunch of other people. But it, the whole thing is like crossing the line is a big deal. And it's like never adequately understood. Like I feel like uh, what this show actually is. Because each of the actual anthology episodes seems like they're totally 100% dealing with something that is not related to the other ones. So uh, other than the surrealist kind of Twilight zone nature of the whole thing or Black mirror nature of the thing, I don't understand what like is actually happening like yeah uh that's all i got i think it's weird uh, i like the cast a lot but i'm not supposed to talk about how this is even blacker mirror it's not even blacker mirror you want, you're like kate goes can i say that is that racist i was like it's not even factually correct there are like three black people in this show like it, like it's not even a correct thing to say i've been giving cj eyebrows this whole time like whole time. waiting literally <laughs> bubbling it's been the entire episode oh my god yeah it's not even true it's like lamar burton and that's it Jordan the Peele? guy from fucking reading rainbow there's a lady 
Okay, yeah. No, oh, Rosario <laughs> Dawson? No, but Dan brought up a great point. I'm going to drag you into this. Dan brought yeah. up a great point when we were talking about this. And I was like, are we going to talk about this on the podcast? And now we're doing it. So it's happening. I'm sorry. You can't cut this whole section, CJ. It's not going to happen. Definitely cannot. So, I mean, like, yeah. Dan okay. brought up a great point that this feels like one of those kind of like epic movie, like, date movie. Yeah. The like, Waynes Brothers. Yeah. Like, like, just a specific, like, like a trashy on-purpose parody that's just, like... Of Black Mirror. Yeah, of the Black Mirror series. Like, it's just, you know, I guess it, it, it's something I'd expect to exist, and, like, you I know. don't feel like... I, it's too earnest to be that. Like, like... I, I don't, while I don't understand or could explain what the plot of this thing is, like, whatever it is, there is definitely some kind of world building that is happening that is far more sophisticated than fucking Scary Movie 3. Like, hey man, mm. Scary Movie 3 is fucking lit. Yeah, like, I don't Yes, say... it is. Don't come at me with Scary Movie 3. Scary Movie 3 is the best one. And Ferris is an embarrassment. <laughs> We, wait, uh, we defended her honor on this podcast. I know, but now we're bringing in Scary Movie 3 and I can't have it. Backstabbing. No! I can't have it. It's the worst. Wait, the, hang on. It's Leslie Neal. Yeah, Guys, I, this is the yeah. last episode of Trailer. Oh, no, no. I didn't know Weird Cities was going to end this whole thing. Neither did I, we to leveled be honest. It. Anna um, Ferris is a treasure. We talked about no, this. No, I know. It's, it, CJ, I, I we've lo- been I, over I know, this. I know. I love Anna Ferris. I don't like that movie. Okay. What, like, <laughs> the ultimately what this whole show comes down to is like, is this going to be the thing that makes YouTube originals? No. Like, that's, <laughs> you know, all it is. Like, is this going to make people actually can take YouTube originals seriously? The as... idea that a network would hedge their bets on an anthology series is insane. Why would you do that? Like, why would you do something that is clearly a limited run of episodes that literally has lots of star power, but for nothing more than 40 minutes? That's an insane fucking dumb thing to do. And if YouTube really is doing that, they're dumb. YouTube well, already has a good show, Cobra Kai. Right, people like that. Oh, okay. People like it. People do like it. I guess I understand why they like it. It's, Dan I feel, hates it. I don't hate <laughs> There's it. There's a fury in this. Dan episode. hates it. Dan, tell us it's why you hate Cobra Kai. It's a fucking captioner complaint. I don't mean to get <laughs> oh. prestige about it, but they have a very specific style that, you know, I'll, I'll admit it's clear. I will give them praise that it, it very clearly dictates who is speaking. I appreciate that, but it, it is laborious for me. Okay. <laughs> it stresses me out. That's fair. <laughs> and, I mean, content-wise, like, Cobra Kai is cool. Like, there, there's a lot of reliance on just straight member berries like there's a lot of parts that are just like hey you watched karate kid good job like that's all you're meant to get out of it and to be fair i've watched a very you know odd number of it i watched like the first two of the series and then like one near the end and like you know uh it's the sort of thing where like you spend the entire movie of karate kid right like you're just waiting for the karate like you're waiting for fucking karate to happen. The actual fight. Yeah. And like in the Hannah trailer while I was waiting for Kung Fu Baby. Yeah. And it didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen, Amazon. <laughs> I'm not over it. I was promised Kung Fu Baby. But basically Cobra Kai, like, I, <laughs> I, 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 I like what they're doing with it, but ultimately... It's not something that when I go to sit down and watch TV, like, okay, I've got my Netflix, I've got my Amazon, I've got my Hulu, 
what else could yeah, I do? I, I, might, I might go to the yeah. FX channel. I might go to, to Comedy Central to watch Corporate because that's the best thing that I've seen in a very long time. And I'll just rewatch that all the time. Are there channels on YouTube other than Game Grumps? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Are there other things on YouTube? I thought it was just, like, all Game Grumps. The last thing I wrote down was that uh, Jacked Michael Sarah punches someone and then eats a maggot. I do love that. <laughs> I was, I will say. surreal. <laughs> Why what trailer are we talking about? We're still talking about Weird City. Honestly, it was such a weird trailer that when it happened, I'm like, right. Yeah, that was <laughs> this, weird. This should be there. Also, shout out to LeVar Burton. Like, it feels weird that, like, we went 20 years without him getting, like, another original chance. Like, it's very weird. Like, yeah, he seems like I mean, a perfectly okay actor, and I think he does Broadway things, but it's just very weird that, like, all he had was Reading Rainbow and Star Trek and then the one cameo on Community, community. and then that was it. Like, I wish I were LeVar Burton. Okay. He's had a good life, I Why? think. Why? Like, because he's I, filthy rich? or No, what? that's an Eric Andre show thing. I wish I were LeVar Burton. Oh, cool. I'm going to drop like that moment from that right there. <laughs> Do <laughs> it. <laughs> it's weird as fuck. Um, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Alien News Desk. It's a show on sci-fi. Uh, it has Will Forte and uh, Some lady. Else. I didn't recognize the voice. Why don't you look it up while I explain what this show is? It's The Onion. It's The Onion, but the way that they're doing this, which is interesting, because this is segueing a little bit into my area of expertise, which is fun, which I don't get to dip into very much on this podcast. So the way that they're doing Alien News Desk, which the reason why the animation looks so janky is because they're doing it like the week of. So when they do the actual seasons of Alien News Desk that are coming out, it's going to be they were just written. So it's all going to be current. So the, the premise is, is that it's like aliens doing news on the human race. So it'll all be current events, but it'll be animated by these two aliens that are voiced by Will Forte and some female actor, actor that, yes, we say it, actor now. We don't say actress anymore. Okay. Female actor that CJ is looking up at this moment. Yeah, Heidi Gardner. She's on SNL. Um, she's an SNL person. Her number right. one uh, of her top four on IMDb, her number one is the Bratz movie, so that's not really speaking highly Fuck of yeah. This. Uh, she's also in Life of the Party, which is the worst movie I saw in the year 2018. Um, but she is on SNL, and I think she is kind of funny. She plays kind of like a deadpan. Uh, she plays like... For lack of a better, yeah. better phrase, like the dumb broad, like really. Yeah, really well. I think is Lord Michael's executive producing on this. I feel oh, I like have he to is. Imagine. It, it yeah, so SNL this is so this is like an SNL thing. But the the bit is that it's animated, but it's still current events. I mean, yes. just from the trailer, I feel like this show would work better with an Instagram account. Yes, I agree. Like, it doesn't like even even the actual promo, which uh, the couple we watched again run like twenty seconds each. Yeah, no, they themselves are actually kind of like a Instagram worthy. B feel like it would be hard to believe they could build into anything more than like five minute bits. Yeah, no. Before I looked at your notes, I'm like, right, this is the eleven minute Adult Swim thing, and then I'm like, wait, no, this is on sci-fi, sci-fi. and I don't know if they're trying to muscle in on Adult Swim territory. I think they have a, a comparable uh, audience. You know, Sci-fi is trying idea. to find their brand. Yeah, they're really reaching out. I don't think this out. is it. I don't think so either. I mean, yeah, this probably won't be funnier for very, or funny for very long. Like, it, it feels like the Onion, and the only reason I say that is because it's kind of like that. Like, okay, if we take a look back on our lives, if we were aliens, you know how like a lot of times the Onion will write articles like as God. 
Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, like God confused why people, you know, uh, are upset with Hot Pocket Ban or whatever, you know. And it's like, I don't know, just a headline Great I made job, up for a CJ. thing that's not real. But you like, you know, no, and that would be a surreal thing for God to think. It's weird how much we're like tying this back into miracle workers, maybe. But like, uh, I think that that's weird that like basically all that's good for and, and and genuinely like i love the onion i think the writing on that site is you know bar none excellent I, I but a lot of times the headline is the kicker and so this feels kind of like the same thing let's deliver the news headline or like in a news leap presented way mm-hmm. as people that are extra extraterrestrials looking down on earth and that's all that's like that's all i got like Neat. Like, where's the narrative? To play devil's advocate here. Sure. The best part of SNL is Weekend Update. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. So. Weekend Update, I think, has been very weak in recent years. I'm talking like Seth Meyers era Weekend Update. Like Seth Meyers and Tina Fey Weekend Update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like. Conversation very different type, probably. But let's be real. Yeah. Like that's the best part of SNL. So now we have two SNL people basically doing weekend update but in a surrealist kind but of in like kind of a surrealist way so i wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being really funny but like i don't think that's how it's gonna go i i find it i feel like 22 minutes of this would be a lot yeah no i yeah. don't like they might could, be 11 it could be 11 minutes know. and if it is then good like i think that's the only but way that's it can pushing succeed. them into a kind of adult swim territory that i don't think sci-fi is built for what is sci-fi? I think they for? could. Yeah, no, like why sci-fi not? Sci-fi doesn't know what its brand is yet. It's like just barely tip- dipping its toe into prestige content. I feel like they had one show that people liked. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, that, that was in the actual prime. Did they of also PT. have the Expanse for any period of time? I feel like they did. I'm not sure though. Maybe. They had some sci-fi original series, and everybody was like, I, "Oh, okay, I work." Feel, I feel like they were the people that had the Expanse, and then like dropped it after a season, and then they're like, "You idiots! This is great!" And then somebody. No, else we it have up. to make Vanessa Helsing. <laughs> well, I mean, people also forget. I think that like you know, sci-fi was very before the like brand name switch, which is insane. Uh, Swi-fi. Like, Swi-fi. <laughs> uh, they were doing like episodes of Stargate SG-1 and that was a show that lasted for like 12 years and was at least kind of near the end or the middle of it like hitting actually like kind of in really interesting ways like prestige TV like it was hitting like mythology and like building like large season like narratives and stuff but like I think other cable networks were like probably like five or six years away from actually getting to um I mean, USA kind of did it early on. I mean, they were doing it not in a very, like, in a very rudimentary fashion. I don't want to get away from that. But, like, I don't know. Like, sci-fi seems very lost in the woods now. And I, mean, I think that's weird. They're just the kings of buying, like, great IPs. Yeah. And then just... Yeah, it's true. Do I, does anybody actually want to watch this? Not... Not for more than like an Instagram bit. Yeah, you know? no. Like, like I think, if I, I saw, think you hit the nail on the head. Like, if I saw it while I was scrolling, like dope, sweet. I'll check stuff. I'll, I'll watch Will. Yeah. I'll watch Will Forte as a weird alien talking about like how weird it is. Like the right, humans are shrinking, and for the new year, the humans are trying to shrink because it's funny because we're all trying to lose weight because I joined a gym in January and I'm not self conscious about it. <laughs> But I would watch him do that in real life. Him as an animated character is like 
weave half to my interest. Does yeah. Forte sleep? I feel like he's just in every goddamn thing. He's in like two or three things. Every he's year. not. He's definitely not living his life at Pianissimo. He's living his his life at Forte. <laughs> Last thing we have this uh, <laughs> this as I like move on from Alien News Desk very quickly is Russian Doll, which is on Netflix. See, you guys seem to really like this trailer, but my reaction to this trailer is why? Question mark. Why in what sense? Because as a podcast that has already talked about Happy Death Day. To you. Happy Death Day to you. Yeah. Just, do we need this? What is I this mean, adding to the Groundhog Day genre? To, to be perfectly honest, I saw Nikki from Orange is the New Black and I'm like, great. Like... Honestly, just the fact that she's getting a paycheck after Orange is the New Black, which is ending after this next season. Oh, like, shit. Like, good. Like, she deserved work. She was the thing that made me keep watching Orange is the New Black. I, she was the best part. I think for me, like, I, you're right, like, the ground Groundhog's Day genre, as I think <laughs> it, it, I think that's a 100% yeah. accurate way to describe it. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I am curious to see how that plays out on episodic television. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, Happy Death Day, uh, we've seen things, like, play with the genre convention, but I haven't seen it play out in a way where, like, there's an actual myth mythology or an arc to it. And so, this definitely seems to hint at that. There's definitely, like, people that... I, I highly doubt every episode is just her reliving the exact same day in a way yeah. where, like, uh, there has to be some kind of forward momentum. Yeah, because so, it's, it's hinted at the end of the trailer because yeah. she's in an elevator, she's going to die, and she's like, oh, like, why aren't you? She's in an elevator with some guy, and she's like, well, aren't you freaking out? We're going to die. And he's like, no, nah, I die all the time. Mm. And then she's like, oh, and then that's the end of the trailer. Yeah, it was good. I'm like, like all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like yeah. I'm... I'm not going to say that I'm not interested in this. I'm not going to say that it's not a great trailer and it kind of gets me because it's very tongue-in-cheek. Like, every day she dies, like, falling down the stairs so she, like, has to avoid the stairs. She dies in really stupid fucking ways, by the way. Yeah, that felt like I Final Destination. Yeah, exactly. There are things in this trailer where I was like, like, she falls into, like, like not even like manhole covers or crates, like very large open sections or something. <laughs> where I was like, this is insane. Uh, but I mean, like, I think that's part of the comedy. Yeah. I, I yeah. do, I do think like this trailer is really well cut. Like, I like the Netflix restart. Like, basically, yeah, like, that's a lot of fun. Because it like mm. opens with the like Netflix like zigzag mm. kind of like open, and then when she dies, it then does it a little bit quicker, and then she opens again. She's like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. And then literally it does. I think it does it one more time. Yeah, the and, same. Yeah. Like you just, just started watching another trailer. It's which a is cool fun. bit. Yeah, a good bit, and I think that that really works. I love the Crimson and Clover inclusion. The uh, I think that that song really works well and and does does some work in this trailer. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I, I did write down Brooklyn Girl Can't Get Her Life Together Groundhog's Day, which does feel like what this is a little bit. But there seems like there's something much darker kind of lying within this trailer, which I like a lot. Like, I trust Netflix with this. Mm -hmm. Like, I think they're gonna, you know, meter it out. They're gonna have, like, probably some juicy twist to it at the end. It feels like they're setting up to be, you know, sort of at least, like, a three or four season run. Like, I feel like Netflix doesn't ever really plan on doing any, like, you know, short stuff, really. Like, they do sort of put a lot of eggs in different baskets. They, they, yeah, 
they sow their wild oats, but I do feel like this is the first trailer I've seen in a minute from Netflix for an actual TV series, a narrative TV series, where I looked at it, I probably honestly since like Glow, where I was like, okay, like this has legs. Yeah, I was, right. yeah. I was thinking about Glow too. Like it seems like something that's gonna get kind of culty, and yeah. the people who like it are gonna really like it, and like that's gonna be enough to carry it for three or four seasons. It which has is like the Netflix formula. actors that are very either recognizable from other Netflix things or yeah. from kind of that world. I. There are things I really like about that really. Yeah. I guess I just don't know what it's bringing to the table as opposed, like, other than just not being a feature film and being a TV show. Well, I mean, but that would be, uh, literally that alone would, that distinction would be my argument for why this is kind of interesting. I, I cannot believe that there hasn't been another TV show that's done this. Where they wake up in the same day, or the same I, I cannot believe that this is the very first time this has been done. Also, for the record, this is a slightly different twist on this. Um, this is closer to the Happy Death Day thing in that, like, yeah. uh, you know, Groundhog's Day, he just wakes up in the same day. Here, she has to die. before. Like, they kind of indicate, yeah. like, she can survive beyond the yeah, day, but once she dies, yeah. she hits it back. Yeah. The, the, the bit is that she's trying to get through the entire day without dying. Yeah. Because, like, she dies. Go. She finds out that she dies when she tries to go down the stairs. So then she tries. She goes out the fire escape, but then she dies falling into the. It's not a manhole. It's like the vent. Well, and she does make it to the next day. I think at one point, and yeah. then she's like, "Well, that was useless because yeah. now I'm back here." So yeah. I mean, like, there's I, something happening here. Well, but this is the thing, and kind of, I guess I'm shocked a little bit at your opinion on this trailer because I feel like the thing we really liked about the Happy Death Day to you trailer, at least the thing I really liked. Is that like it was taking the convention of the of of the of the of both I guess the movie and now the TV show, like and pushing it to like why like the question of why this is happening is never really answered in these things. It's just like something that you're trying to get out of. And here is a, a, a TV show that ostensibly is going to try and explore that idea. And I think that's really interesting. I, I like I, I am interested to see why is she trapped in the same day. She clear she is clearly far more focused on the why in this than like the characters of Bill Murray or the girl in Happy Death Day. Okay. I feel like that's why I'm kind of curious and yeah. also like yeah. cool time period or not time period but like you know Brooklyn hipster. You yeah, know, no, it's got good visuals. Something's good going visuals. on. Yeah, I'm with it. All right, Dan, what do you yeah. have to plug? <laughs> plug uh well there's merry-go-round magazine yay first of all. your favorite and second of all i just worked on this i'm going to plug the orangutan jungle school it is a charity and a program the charity has a program it is the most wholesome and pure programming available it's difficult to find full episodes of it but you can watch a lot of their stuff on youtube and basically what it is is there's uh the nation of Borneo, and they have all these orangutans that are frequently orphaned because a lot of humans are assholes. Oh. And when orphans are orangutan, Jesus Christ, <laughs> when orangutans Amazing. are orphaned, <laughs> I'm gonna need to sleep this one off, folks. Uh, <laughs> when orangutans get orphaned, uh, they can't function in the wild at all because they learn absolutely everything about survival from their right, mothers. Right, right. So the purpose of orangutan jungle school is to take in these orphaned orangutans and literally teach them, like, even though they're humans, they, like, learn how to mimic their, like, calls and, like, the way they squeak and yell. And, like, they teach them by example, like, how to do things, like, you know, open a coconut for milk or, like, you know, plant a rubber snake to, you know, show them to be afraid of snakes. And, like, 
it's just like the best thing I've ever seen. There's this kindly British woman who narrates everything they do and adds a bunch of life to it. Like This sounds delightful. Where can I watch this? <laughs> We'll, okay, include, the, the, we'll include a link to it in the, the, in the podcast. Well. Yeah, you can look up the link to where you can, you know, donate. And you can adopt a orangutan for some ridiculously low price. Like, I think it's, like, you know, a few bucks a month that you can, like, support one of them. Holy you shit. You we should adopt a trailer-trashed orangutan. <laughs> they don't come to your house. Trailer-trashed they, they orangutan, make that very by the way, amazing fucking band. <laughs> trailer-trashed orangutan. <laughs> Great band. They were really good in the late 90s, I think. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, on Twitter? What a great plug, Dan. I don't really, I'm not a social media person. Which is All right, I love say, it. But All right. Uh, you, are we you reviewing are. anything in the next little bit? Probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm always in the TV section. I, I, you know, He's literally always in the TV section. Pop him yeah. over. Kate, what do you got coming up? Um, we will have staff TV favorites. We will hopefully have some amalgamation of a take about Bandersnatch Black Mirror, regular amount of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah. will have a couple of roundups up. There's been some really good TV stuff coming out lately, which I'm really happy about. Yeah. Um, I watched Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, and it made me happy. Yeah. So it's that's making everyone very happy. It is. I. It is sparking joy for me. Shall yeah. I say? Yeah. Um, nice. You can follow our podcast on socials at. Trailer Trashed Pod on Instagram and at T Trashed Pod on Twitter, this time without hiccups. Yeah. CJ, what do you have to plug? Um, I think when this comes out, you'll be able to. Uh, I will have written some stuff for the best of film. Uh, it's list season. List season, yeah. Um, so I'll have written about some things there. I, I think, I hope, I don't know. Um, we're building the list as I record this and it'll be out when you hear it. Um, uh, check out the music section. We'll have roundups. Uh, we just published a great Bad Bunny uh, review. That was kind of our last holdover from the year, and also a really good piece about mental illness and Kanye West and bipolar and uh, a lot of different things. It's a really good read. Um, so Fuck you can yeah, check man. that stuff out. Yeah. Hell yeah. Should I try to get Beans to do a good meow meow before we leave? He's like very content on your couch so right now. He is, out, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make him come here, my son. I know. Kate is literally picking him up. This is the price. He of does not here. seem like he's interested. Come here, honey. In what's this is what you have to do. Meow, meow for us. <laughs> do a good meow. Perform. Do a good meow meow. Paint us like one of your French women. I don't know how to make him do it, but I love him so much, and he's right he's here. He's very curious about the mic. He's right yeah, here. Yeah, he likes it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I tried. Maybe next episode. Tune in. Bye. Bye.